All right, fourth podcast. Um, welcome, Jojo, and let's start with a uh, hand history that I, that I want to talk about and just get All your right. thoughts on real quick. Um, so there's an early position open, uh, a middle position okay. call, and I'm on the button with 9-4 of diamonds. Obviously, I flick in the call. It's a great hand. Uh, we see a flop three ways. I mean, of, of the hands to overcall with, like, Suited hands are better than off-suited hands. Yeah, Continue. and I've got a nine and a four. It's like two different straight draws. So anyway, I'm, I'm in position as well. So I'm calling, obviously. Um, right. The flops, king, eight, three, I believe, uh, with one diamond. So okay. I've got like all the back doors. I've got heaps of equity, okay? Um, the original opener, uh, C-Bet, into this. Obviously, he's got... Um, He's got all the big pairs and the, the kings and the, the ace-king in his range here, so it makes sense for him to bet, I suppose. The other it's player, all about the range advantage. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, the other player then re-raises him, which seems strange to me, um, considering the dry nature. It's a rainbow board. Uh, yeah. There's no real connectivity or anything. Uh, so he's, 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 he's saying he's got a really strong hand here, but I, I just don't believe him. I've got the soul read. Uh, so I just go all in with my 9-4. How much for Oh, like five k. Just like, like just is... like three to four hundred big blinds because I had the read. So I just go all in. I um, mean, and the other guys, um, they just fold because I was right. Well, both of them. Both of them just folded, yeah. Because one of them had ace queen and one of them had ace jack, and I knew that. Uh, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's pr- that's pretty sick, man. Nice, nice hand. Well thank played. you, thank you. <laughs> okay, we're obviously talking about the whole Mike Postle scandal. That hand was not mine. It was from that whole debacle. Uh, and we'll get back to that later. Okay. Idiot from Northern Europe. We called a race with Queen 10, honey. Idiot player. How do you like your top set? What's been happening in London, Jojo? Um... Not much, still still on the ground. Been putting in some some rather large or like lengthy sessions at the start of this month. Um, qualified for both both promotional tournaments, if you will. The cash race is uh, tomorrow, actually, on on the Sunday. Always first Sunday of the month. Yeah, twenty five k guaranteed, ten k for first. So that'll be a fun one. And mm. um, I've also qualified for the for the five six suited tournament, where if you win enough. Hands a month, five six suited. Get to play a two table set and go for a World Series main package. So um, that's next weekend. Hopefully, I'll bank that one as well, and I'll be rich and have a summer holiday planned. Sounds good to me. Apart, apart from that, not much. Let's turn to uh, to geeks. Oh no way! <laughs> he is. He could not make it this week. <laughs> so the top there, set there. podcast has become top pair. Um, it's just as, gonna be as us. was feared, as was feared in episode one, but um, <laughs> yeah. it's happened sooner than we could possibly imagine. Yeah, we've made it to episode <laughs> four without any uh, missing persons, but no further. So just no the two of us this indeed. week. We hope he will be back next time, but yeah. um, who knows? Apparently, next time he'll be in the UK, but if his plane crashes, who knows? <laughs> Jesus Maybe be Christ! Forever. <laughs> 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 oh. Obviously, I don't. I don't. I don't want this to happen. But that's going to be a whole. That's going to be a whole other conspiracy now if that happens. We we need we need to plan for all eventualities. <laughs> I hope I hope you're ready for the rebranding if necessary, Sam. Yeah, I am. I, I've also got some replacements lined up, but uh, that's... 
<laughs> All right, on to my news this week. I've got a lot. Okay, so... You have a lot indeed. Off you go. Take, so, take it away, Sam. Quite fittingly, uh, with this whole Mike Postle scandal coming out this week, uh, I spent the last week playing on stream at the Cash Game Festival in Slovakia. Um, pretty much exclusively on stream. Um, had a losing trip. <laughs> and I'm now super suspicious. Um... <laughs> Uh, no. You feel cheated out your money. That is, that I don't, is honestly. Question. I think it was all very legit. Um, I think wine had more of a factor in me losing than anyone cheating. However, mini-scandal, mini-scandal, one of the guys I met out there uh, for the first time, got on with really well, now considering him a friend already, um, and he seems like a nice, reasonable fella. Uh, and he's, he's, he's like, he plays like he plays like the nosebleeds in London. He plays the twenty five fifty games at uh, is it Palms? Uh, Palms Casino or something. That like is that? a place that has nosebleeds. <clears throat> yep. So he plays the twenty five fifty there. I... That's his usual game. Um, he came over just for memes, basically, um, and he was going to try and play some five ten if it got going, which it sadly didn't. So basically, he's playing like one three and two five in ga- in games that just like then when he doesn't matter to him. Um, so he, we go on a night out, me, him, and this other guy, we go on a night out after we've played on stream, right? Because we, we're doing, like, shots of whiskey on stream and drinking wine and stuff and having a good time. And um, we're like, eh, I can't really be bothered playing seriously after the stream. Should we just go out? Uh, the stream finishes at, like, 11 or midnight or something like that. We go out. We stay out until, like, 4 or 5 when the club closes. And then I came back and went to sleep, which seemed like a reasonable thing to right. do. Uh, and this guy goes back. And plays from 2-5. Okay. Um, now, I've heard two very different <laughs> versions of the same story. One from him and one from the other people in this 2-5 game. From him, I've heard okay. I was quite drunk, but also playing very reasonably. From everyone else, I've, <laughs> I've heard I have never seen anyone love it like this guy loved it in this session. <laughs> and by love it, I mean rifling it in with nothing. Okay, so... I mean, not going to lie, it sounds, sounds, sounds a bit like Mike Postal. Yeah, potentially. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, he's playing 2-5. Uh, he's on the button with something like Queen-Jack suited. Um, he three bets right. uh, late position opener. The board is king-high-rainbow, just trashy trash. Uh, James, who's the name of this guy, uh, C-bet's small, like the 30% range bet. This guy calls... Uh, he then overbets turn, the guy calls, and he jams river. Right. The guy calls. Okay? So yeah. I'm I'm a fan. Alright, so James had Queen High, okay? This guy has called a flop bet, a turnover bet, and a river jam with Ace High. What with Queen High? With Ace High. Which beats Queen High. <laughs> so <laughs> he was right. However, James they sat next to each other, by the way. This is an important factor. They sat right next to each other. James then immediately stands up, accuses him of being a cheat, and says, you saw my cards. Absolute drama. <laughs> At the Cash Game Festival. <laughs> Absolute scenes. <laughs> this guy's huge, by the way, that he's accusing. He's a, he's, I, this is a quote that I said when I was commentating on this guy playing later in the week. This guy's arms are bigger than my future. <laughs> So this is the guy we're accusing of cheating here, all right? He's huge. <laughs> so it's a bold move, Cotton. <clears throat> uh, 
Um, anyway, I, mean, I I definitely um, I don't I, I don't know what to say. He wasn't finished I have there. No words. He wasn't finished there. That wasn't oh, enough. God. Accusing. Where's this going? This guy of cheating. So then he immediately leaves the game. Obviously, he's been stacked, so that's fine. Uh, goes up to his room to calm down and go to sleep, presumably very I mean, drunk. That's, that's that's sensible. Yeah. Only he didn't calm down. He made an Instagram post calling out Cash Game Festival as a scam and tagging them in it. (laughs) 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 And just absolutely blowing up on social media, going absolutely wild at like six in the morning. Um, Saying this guy cheated. I want a refund. I want my money back (laughs) for all losses on this trip. Uh, Yeah. Um, Thoughts? (laughs) Thoughts? <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing he didn't get his money back. He did not get his money back. Um, he came down with his tail between his legs the next day, apologised to everyone, and said, I may have had a few too many whiskeys last night and thought someone was cheating when they clearly weren't. Uh, he did Is see... Instagram post still up? No, no, that was swiftly deleted. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I mean, I hope, I hope you have a screenshot. I don't, unfortunately. By the time I'd woken up, it was already deleted. I'd seen... He'd actually created a group with the two sponsored pros of Cash Game Festival that had invited us all there and paid for our expenses and everything. Like, going after this guy that he said was cheating as well, saying get him kicked off the trip and stuff. Oh, my God. So it's just a whole mess, basically. I, I mean, that's... I mean, I'm guessing he won't be invited back. He may not have been, but he did... As I say, come down very humbly, apologise to everyone, shake the guy's hand, say, sorry, you obviously weren't cheating, etc. I mean, and I, I guess he made the best out of a bad... Yeah, I mean, when you wake up with a hangover that point. bad, the best thing you can do is just come and apologise, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, fair enough. But that is, that is quite funny. Yeah, like, I, my response was, you've made an absolute dick of yourself there, but at least you'd know that and you've came and apologised, basically. Fair enough. Yeah, and and then, so so if there was any doubt remaining that this guy had cheated there, because it does look iffy, like, he had blockers to aces and ace-king, I guess, but other than that, there's no real reason to call, right? So it does look iffy, especially considering they sat next to each other. James is drunk, maybe he, like, lifted his cards too high or something like that. However, this guy had um, all week been, like, a stand-up guy. He'd, like, I'd actually seen him be very sporting with, like, recreational players giving them money back and stuff like that um and then on stream later in the week he actually made the sickest hero call i've ever seen while i was commentating to the point where i actually ran out of the booth and high-fived him midstream <laughs> how long's the delay on stream like half an hour or something 20 minutes um so i heard like a load of commotion at the table <clears throat> didn't know <clears throat> obviously didn't know what it was and then 20 minutes later I see this outrageous hero call. Like, he had king high, um, and he'd had a flush draw on the flop. He bet the flop, uh, and then the top card paired on the turn and didn't give him a flush, so he check-called pot, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then river, like, complete, utter brick, and he check-calls an all-in for about pot with king high, blocking the flush draws, blocking all the flush draws pretty much. And the other guy somehow had Jack-10 on like a 9-7-something board. So he just had a gut shot that missed and then went for it. And he calls with King High correctly. And I literally ran out of the booth <laughs> screaming and high five this guy. 
So basically, he just he just loves a hero, and he has the reeds. I mean, maybe the reed is a thing. Maybe yeah. maybe there is no cheating. Maybe Mike Postel is just the best player that's ever existed. That, I mean, that calls with nine might... four suited and stuff. Maybe gods are among us. Yeah, maybe gods exist. Who knows? Who really knows? Yeah. Um. But that brings me to the next bit of news that I'm going to Bucharest next week for a cash game festival again because I had such a good time. Uh, it was a really fun trip. I don't think much cheating was going on. <laughs> much? You're, you're just salty and want your money back. Yeah, I, I mean, I should just call him out on Instagram, to be honest. Uh, no, that was a disaster. From him. He's, he's, had a, he's had a shocker, to be fair. But he, he realised he had. Um, I mean, that's... Yeah, so I'm, I'm going out to Bucharest somewhere I've never been. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of all you can do at that point, isn't it? So I'm going to Bucharest in Romania uh, next week. Looking forward to that. Um, so there was a big group of maybe 12 of us English guys that had gone out to Bratislava together. And this time it's going to be just me and one of the sponsored pros who was doing commentary with me, George Sanford. Uh, so it's just going to be us two at this one. Um, so we've got like a apartment together. Going to be staying out there grinding sort of nine to 12 hours a day and i'm gonna actually force myself to do that because i was incredibly lazy last month i did a grand total of 70 hours of play wow did you win in those 70 hours i won 70 pounds how much 70 pounds 70 yeah nice in, in the whole month nice i mean it's better than losing man what can you do yeah i was i made a one pound an hour <laughs> win rate <laughs> I mean, it was very, very nearly until the absolute last day of the month. It was going to be my first ever losing month. And the last day oh, of the no. month happened to be when I flew back from Bratislava. I was like 220 quid down or something. Um, and I really couldn't be bothered going in. And I was like, I'm not having my first losing month. So I just went to the casino. And I was like, I'm literally here on a pure hit and run tonight. <laughs> I think I might have told you about it at the time. I was like, I need to win like 220 quid or whatever. And as soon as like a pot took me over that, I was home. <laughs> Just because I didn't want red on my record tracking. <laughs> I don't think you told me that, actually. This, is, this is news to me. Just on a pure hit and run. Told everyone at the table, if I win a pot over this certain amount, I'm out of here. <laughs> Shameless. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. If anyone said that at my table, I would not let that happen. <laughs> yeah, you just they not let be, them get in any pots. They, they would be staying yeah. for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah no one no one came after me too hard luckily and got nah, it done you're, you're too nice people like you too much that's probably the problem must be um yeah so uh and then i'm pretty much even this month but i'm literally aiming for 200 hours on more this month so a couple of days ago that's... you might have seen on my instagram i did like a marathon session a johnny vibes marathon style um, where I said I was going to go and start the game at 6 o'clock and I was going to finish the game whenever it ended and I wasn't going to move from my seat on table one all night. And that's what I did. How, how, how long do the games run um, in the morning? So on, on a weeknight, usually about 5 or 6 in the morning, so a long one. Uh, the game didn't actually start until about half 7, so I was sat around like 11 for like an hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> and then And then I did play until it closed at about half 4 or 5-ish. Does it does it close then, or does just the table decide to break? Yeah, I don't think I don't think it closes officially until seven, and the table okay. the table just kind of died about half four five. Fair enough, because that's that's one one of the things that that I've found here. It's like I just lack 
something that just lacked the discipline to leave, and the 24-hour games just suck you in. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I've been struggling. I've been struggling to find the discipline to stay. Like, even if oh. I find... Especially if I'm winning, which is a really bad thing. Um, like, even if I'm in a good game, and I'm up a few hundred, and I'm getting a bit tired, I'm like... I could stick it out, and then if I lose a big pot, I'm going to want to stay for longer, and then I'm going to be tired and grumpy, <laughs> and it's going to be a bit of a disaster. <laughs> so I kind of think on that kind of metagame side of things, uh, no, and I'm going to be not I'm, playing my I'm best, and I think that can be... Say, say I'm... It doesn't really matter if I'm winning or losing, but it's like it's effort to get up, cash out, and leave. <laughs> um, even though like, I, live, I, I live like 15 minutes travel time, like door-to-door from yeah. the casino. Um, and it's like because then at say six or seven in the morning, that's when the first like daytime players start rolling in, mm. and I just look at them and I'm like, these people are terrible. I can take their money. Yeah. <laughs> except, except I then ignore that I've already been there for like eleven or twelve hours. Right. Um. And then, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a bit. It's definitely a lack of discipline on, on my part, but... Yeah, it sounds like maybe you need a bit more structure. Like, you, you set yourself, you go in, and you say, like, kind of, regardless of what the game's like or result, you're playing eight hours and then you go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean I'm like literally that. aiming for... I'm aiming to play between eight and nine hours per session. Yeah. But I think this month, I've not had a session under ten hours yet. Wow, that's, uh, that's a real grind. Um... I mean, I'm I'm still enjoying it, so uh, I I'm I'm just I'm just fearful of the of the burnout coming soon. Yeah. But... Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I, so I've, far, so good. I've be, I've done the opposite. So I've basically had a month off the last month and got punished by winning no money in it. So this month, I really need to put in like a lot of hours and have a good month. So speaking speaking of uh, winning no money, Sam. Um, yeah. oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry to bring this up again. You know what's coming. Yeah. Um. But last last podcast we we were sending you off to to Leeds to play the GUKPT main event, mm-hmm. um, and I think the listeners need to know how that went. Yeah, I'm not sure if they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, anyone that's listening who has watched my YouTube channel will already know this. Um, <laughs> but basically, I got free rolled into the uh, GUKPT main event by Grosvenor um, on the deal that I make. A video about my experience um I ended up being two parts because it was really long um so there's there's two parts half an hour each each i think uh where i played on stream um is one one of the well the, the first big buying tournament i've ever played one of the first multi-day ones and uh yeah i think i played quite well mostly other than the one hand they featured on the facebook page <laughs> which you might have seen <laughs> the six seven disaster um other than that quite happy with how i played and I ended up stone bubbling on a thousand pound bubble when I hadn't paid anything for the buy-in, so literally just a thousand pounds for last one more hand. Um, um, yeah, which is a bit of a disaster. Pretty, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, I, I, mean, I had somewhere I between twelve and fifteen big blinds. Um, the guys hadn't said that we were on the direct bubble yet. Uh, the cutoff opens. I have Ace King in the small blind. I think there's only one move, even knowing that I'm close to the bubble. Uh, so I go all in and then the big blind starts tanking and while the big blind's tanking and looking like he's counting out his chips and seeing if he has more than me, he works out that he has something like 
two or three big blinds more than me, which I'm like, oh, that's bad if he's got a hand he's considering calling with. Uh, and then as the tournament director's walking around, he says, okay, tournament players, we are now on the direct bubble. Dealers, please, <laughs> please stop dealing after the current hand in progress and we'll make sure that we still have the right amount of players, etc." At which point I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't do it to me like this. <laughs> Uh, then a few seconds longer pass and the guy says, call. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. <clears throat> uh, and then this is after about 20 hours of play, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the cutoff starts tanking. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. We're not doing this three ways, surely. Just at least just give me the flip. Like, I'm guessing the guy has a low to mid- medium pair that's called me. I'm like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Which, by the way, if he has a low to medium pair, it's horrendous call. Just like putting that out there, but yeah, I'm considering low to medium as like eights, nines, tens. That's still up terrible. to jacks. Uh, like eights. The cutoff. Is, if if he has eights or nines, there, the call is awful. Yeah. Okay. And then the cutoff starts tanking for ages, and then folds jacks face up. Okay. Which is the correct fold? Yeah, three ways. He he had about the same amount as us both as well. So he's literally like flipping three ways for his tournament life, and he might just be dead. So. <clears throat> Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the correct fold. Uh, so I turn over my hand. He has tens, the big blind that called. Which, what do we think of this call? Is it? it I think it's close, right? On the bubble. Um, Considering he had the information. The I have. Here's the problem I have with it. Um, yeah. It's not the fact that you shipped Ace King for like 13 or 14 bigs. Yeah. The problem I have is the fact that the fact that it was stone bubble surprised you. Yeah, it, no, the, the fact it was Stone Bubble surprised me. I knew we were that's sort a... of two to three people away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but this shouldn't surprise you. The thing is, is like, yes, yeah, yeah, Ace yeah. King is a good hand. Problem is, in that situation, if you said the cutoff opened and he had similar stack to you, that means he opened off of like 15 big. Yeah. And he shouldn't really be opening in that situation. With like a hand right. that he's not necessarily willing to go with. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Because, <clears throat> um, um, I mean, I don't know that this, this, this is just like ICM, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you it's a bad shove because um, I don't know if I could lay it down in that spot. But is, but it, like, is it like a thing that's possible? You can fold Ace King there? Because I thought it was literally like a thing you can't even do pretty much. I mean, here's the problem. You you should definitely be wary of stack sizes on other tables at this point as well. Um, yeah. If there's stacks that are close to you on your own table, you like there there is a chance. Here's the thing. There's a chance if you fold there that that jacks and the tens go to war. I mean, yeah, probably. And um. And then the tens. And then you just win. make it in. The problem the problem is with ace king. If you ship there, chances are you're not going to get called by ace queen. So if you do get called. It's a flip. It's always a flip, and you're yeah. always like basically trying to hit. That's very true. Um, yeah, I think in hindsight so... it is possible to just fold. Maybe it was it's it was absolutely... more like it like if he opened in early position, and I'm in the small blind, I think I do just fold. It was the fact it was yeah. cut off. It's like he's surely gonna have some steals where he's just gonna raise fold. Um, surely, like if he has like okay sevens or something. I mean, put put it differently. What's the worst pair you ship there? Or, or like flipping it around. What's the best pair you fold? Uh, the best pair that spot? I fold. Probably nines. I probably fold nines and shove tens or something. 
Uh, I mean, even tens, I think. It's it's really it's really hard to tell just because I don't know how what the stacks were. Yeah. Were in general. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't criticize you for shipping Ace King because like, Ace King. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, Ace King's like the tournament hand, like because you're always going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't fault you for shipping Ace King, but if your question is, is it possible to fold Ace King in that spot? The answer is one hundred percent yes. Right. That's annoying. <laughs> like I've I've made some ins- like sickening laydowns like near bubbles where I'm just like yeah. so unbelievably sad. Yeah, just like but outrageously. This is, this is just ICM in a nutshell though, because yeah. if you have fifteen big points, right? Yeah. Getting it getting a jam through over that open gets you to what, like what, would nineteen, twenty bigs? Yeah, something like that, nineteen. Getting a double gets you to like thirty bigs. Yeah. And if you fold, you still have 15. And like so I see in a nutshell, the fact yeah. that the chips you accumulate in that spot, even through a double, aren't worth the 1k min cash you're putting at risk. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, to be fair. And this is my um, tournament inexperience. Um, and yeah. I knew that would be the case, that I would play fine um, when it was deep and it was pretty much like a cash game and there wasn't ICM implications. And then as soon as I started getting to that point where I'm getting into a short stack size and near the money bubble or near pay jumps or stuff, like that, I knew that's when I wouldn't know what I was doing as much, um, and I was basically just guessing at that yeah. point. And that's the difference between tournament players and cash players. Uh, whereas you put a tournament player in a 500 big blind deep cash game on <laughs> on a Saturday night at five in the morning with three drunk businessmen, and they won't know what they're doing. They won't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. that's the difference. Um, I so, mean, yeah. I wouldn't. I would never class myself as like a tournament player. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you. I know. I know all the answers. Um, but yeah. I'm. De- I've definitely played more, more than, than you have. Um, but like I say, even even then, I don't know if I could lay down Ace King in that spot. Like, it's a tough lay down. And what yeah. I can definitely say is, tens should not be calling there. Right. Because because the other player can just have a bigger pair and have to call right if, he has if it goes if it goes open and ship on the stone bubble and i have tens and yeah, it doesn't matter if i have you covered because if i if i double you up then i mean how much did you have you covered by like one or two bigs yeah and he was in the big blind so he was going to play the small blind next as well yeah so it's like he's ba- it's basically if you lose, anyway. yeah, he gets like an extra couple cash, of hands but he's like lost he's lost any sort of like possibility of like running deep yeah um but just gets rewarded. So the run out, uh, there's an ace on the flop. I'm, I'm recording on my phone because of the vlog. So you see the ace on the flop, you hear me breathe a very heavy sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. A brick on the turn, and obviously a 10 on the river. <laughs> just ouch. <laughs> it's actually really weird because I, I was watching the um, some of the WPT stuff that's going on in, um, in Dust Hold On in Nottingham right now. Yeah. And the the three point three k main event that's going on, the bubble burst where someone shipped Ace King got called by tens, and there was the flop was like Ace Queen Queen and the turn was a ten. And I was like, wow. this seems very very, weird, very familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just to rub salt in the wounds, uh, the commentators who'd been promoting my YouTube channel all day, um, <laughs> someone sent me a little uh, recording of like the TV where they were watching, and the commentators are like. Oh, interesting viewing. Uh, if you're a fan of a certain YouTuber, uh, on the bubble. And, and the other one's like, oh, no. <laughs> Sam Clark is the bubble boy. Oh, no. 
and then and then, and then Groven had put out like a on on the blog that they were running, and like a whole bit about it, and it was like, oh no, no, no. I mean, it feels bad. I've been, I was trying to, to geeks. May may he rest in peace until he returns to the next episode. Yeah. Um, and and we were both saying how we felt quite bad because we were giving you the the tournament advice in the in episode three, and none of what we said was useful in any way to prevent this from happening. <laughs> yeah, but you actually could have given me some <laughs> advice that was relevant here. <laughs> it's like we we could have given you some pointers on like bubble play or ICM, and instead we told you to like slow roll the fuck out of people. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and just and just call with any two in the big blind because you're getting a good price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was helpful. But hey, I'll 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 just I'll just tell myself that you got to that point in the turn that thanks to our advice. So Correct. um yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> The, ne- the next time you run deeper, and it'll be it'll be wonderful. I was so sad though. <laughs> oh man, it would have been such a good story. Imagine, right? I would never have even played that tournament, and through only the YouTube channel, which was still in its infant phases. It still is now. At the time, uh, I had something like 150 subscribers, and one of them just happened to be a manager of Grosvenor. Like, how's that happened for starters? That's already really lucky. Then he came up with the idea that he wanted a vlog making, and he could get it done for the price of one free tournament entry. Um, and then if I just win I mean, that tournament, imagine the clickbait. <laughs> it's all about the clickbait, and and fifty k obviously would help too. Um, I I, I would imagine it would. Oh, we man. could we could ramp up the production value of the podcast as well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, get like an actual microphone. Get cut out the potato mics. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, that felt very bad. That's like the most sad I've ever been about a poker result, I think. <laughs> um, or or lack thereof. Well, yeah. Feel feels feels quite like, bad. Like if um, I lose, if I just get stacked for like a lot of money in a cash game, I'm sad for maybe five minutes. Like that took like two or three days to get over, honestly. But that but that's the brutal thing about cash, like about tournaments. If you play a cash game and you get stacked for like five hundred or a k or whatever, you rebuy. Yeah, and, and you can win it back straight away. But like in a tournament, it's just like your tournament life. Once it's over, it's over, yeah. and you'll have to wait till the next one. And the thing um, is, it's even worse for me. It's even worse than that because I won't be playing a next one unless I get another free roll. Like this is like a very rare opportunity for me to play a big tournament. Are you, are you saying you you didn't enjoy it enough to to like try another one at some point? No, like I enjoyed it enough, but I'm not rolled to play five hundred pound tournaments. With sell some. I mean, I could sell some. Yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, like very few people play tournaments without selling any action. Yeah, I mean, probably the five hundred pound ones they do, but um, I mean, you saw you saw the fields, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a soft field. I, I mean, I'm definitely very plus EV in that field, even not really knowing what I'm doing with tournaments. Exactly. So. Sell enough so you are rolled for it. Like even even if you if it's what a five hundred pound tournament and you sell. 60 percent of that hmm. yeah, you probably, probably that. you probably are rolled for a 200 pound tournament so just treat it as a 200 pound tournament it really doesn't matter yeah yeah that makes sense i could definitely look to do it again if you yeah i mean that's the thing if if you think you're plus ev in a field it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. a bit a bit of tournament study here and there and you'll you'll be fine yeah it is just the icm stuff that i need to look at really but up until that point i was like comfortable i knew what i was doing 
All I'm going to say, Sam, is you've played 50% of the amount of UKPTs I have, and you've made it further than I have in both. So, Fair. pretty solid. Geeks has played like four. And he has only made like a day two, right? two once, and that was when he bought straight into it. So, <laughs> so I did okay. <laughs> you, you, you definitely did the top set proud. Oh, thanks, man. Now, on to a much um, more serious matter, I think we need to get onto the scandal, because I can't wait any longer. I need a rant. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've been, you've been holding your horses for, I have. for way too long. Let me describe how this began for me. So, right. Geeks, who's had the cabby with us today, God rest his soul, um, <laughs> sent a message to our top set group, <laughs> messenger group, uh, saying, Sam, if you've got any time for it today, you should probably have a look at this, because he knew I'd been playing on some live streams. He sent me a link to, I believe it was the Joy Ingram first live stream he did about it um when mike postal who is a i think it's florida reg uh plays at stones live gambling hall um has been accused of cheating on live stream uh at that time there wasn't really any evidence to support it, it other than his outrageous win rate and um and and the unorthodox way he plays hands and always seems to be right basically um which would indicate that he knew what people's cards were. So uh, I tried to avoid it and stay out of it because I was like, this is just going to be one of those things. It's going to be some Twitter beef and it's going to blow over after a couple of days. And I was very, very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I ended up, I was bored when I was playing. I ended up in quite a dead game. Um, a couple of days ago, I was like, oh, fine, I'll stick on this live stream. And within like 10 minutes, I was absolutely hooked. <laughs> I was like, this guy is the worst human being to ever have existed. If this is true, allegedly, which at this point I'm 100% sold. Um, there's been only circumstantial evidence so far, but if you add all of the circumstantial evidence together, like there's an explanation for each of the things individually, maybe, but all together, like there's no explaining it really. Um, so how how, yeah, how far I'm... up on this are you now? I might be able to catch up um, on some of it. I believe so far I have. I mean, of of the Joe Ingram, um, who's obviously done the most thorough yeah. uh, coverage of this, I've really not seen that much. Um, I've seen a lot of the highlight hand, that's for sure. Um, so the classic, when he has eights and gets bo overboated by tens, then he yeah. goes bet, bet, and then when he hits the eight, he, uh, he check calls River in a yeah. spot where he goes broke. Yeah, you, you, you're all in. Broke. You have a very, um, like, <clears throat> nuts, pretty much. Um, and then obviously the the, the one five, where... where he gets it all in with four five off, and both of his opponents magically have ace king off, and he has the most equity. Seen that one? That one. Um, then the one where the cards magically change into the nuts yep. after after he's when uh, he when he bluffs, jammed the river. Yeah, when he three bet bluffs the river <laughs> with no fold equity against. Um, yeah, when when he has blockers to all the bluffs. <laughs> basically doesn't he he has like the he... not low bluffing hand he has blockers I mean, to all the like... bluffs and his opponent still magically had a bluff which like I think Mike had 8-6 off and his opponent had 6-9 off so they had basically the same hand yeah in the spot where 9-8 was, was the nuts and then magically the, the was it the 8-6 off turns into 9-8 suited yeah yeah and the commentators um... are like oh the oh he has the nuts he's not a sicko 
where where to be fair, I think it turned to the nine eight of spades, and someone pointed out that um the nine of spades had already been folded by another player. Yeah, outrageous, right? Like, which <laughs> which which then starts to throw shade over the whole establishment, right? Because then it, at that point, who else is in on it? Are the commentators in on it? Are the graphics I mean, guys in the on thing, it? The thing that the thing that shocked me, the or like. I mean, I, I don't know if anything shocks me anymore at this point. But um, basically, this all blew up like what, three or four days ago. Yeah, it's still very fresh. Um, like literally the day before it blew up, <clears throat> um, Stone's Live Poker tweeted the following. And I shall read this tweet nice. because it's just hilarious. It says, earlier this year, an accusation was made that a player was cheating in our game. We conducted the full investigation and found no evidence that any cheating had occurred. Stone's live stream remains a secure poker streaming platform. The recent allegations are completely fabricated. This was on the 29th of September. So like, what, a week, a week ago? ago? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> five days ago it was. And then two days ago, it says, Stone's gambling is suspending all broadcast of poker play, including live streaming, while we expand our multifaceted investigation with outside experts. This investigation will be thorough and detailed. We will report the outcomes when they are available. Now the question is, they've had three days. How how have they like first said everything's false, everything's fabricated, and then suddenly they're like, oh no, we should probably like do another thorough investigation, like three days later. Okay, my hunch here is that to some extent they are in on it. Uh, whether that's multiple members of staff or just one someone at stones live gambling hall is in on it uh and the fingers are mostly being pointed at this guy called justin who is the card room manager quite high up person <coughs> in the in the organization um and he would have been the one that wrote the tweet if so so mm. i mean that's already sketchy um but then the investigation is justin... they had as Justin, this guy, because I, I I read this yesterday that um, apparently Mike Postel never played on the stream when a certain guy from the production team was not in town. No, no, no. Yes, that is the right. Thing. That... That's the no, no. That's the right okay. thing you're talking about. But he did play on the stream, <clears throat> and he wasn't in God mode, making ridiculous hero plays. Oh. He was playing like a normal human, and he lost. Was that was that was that his one losing session? Last, it was like sixty, and that <laughs> surely is a smoking gun. Like, come on. Like, his play style, if you watch that I'm... stream, is completely <clears throat> different to every other stream. Like, come on. Uh, <laughs> I <just> mean... <laughs> it just, uh, he just is oh, cheating, my... isn't he? Like, he just is. Um, and so, so then, it, if we decide he is cheating, then you need some proof as to how he could do it, right? And he's never yeah. playing on stream without his hat. He's, he wears, like, a mm -hmm. baseball cap, right? Um, then someone pointed out that when he's on the table, the sides of his hat seem more padded than when he's not at the table. For example, uh, there was a bit where he went and sat in the commentary booth and did like an interview, and his, pat, his hat suddenly looked a lot thinner and less padded out. Uh, then someone said uh, there's a thing that exists that is like a Bluetooth headset that fits under a hat, and it's kind of like a spy gear type thing. Um, right. and it's, it, it works through bone conduction, so on the rim of the hat that goes around your your skull, uh, it's it's got like little, I don't know, like pressure plates, I guess, that press into your skull, and the sound that is emitted through this Bluetooth headset um, echoes into your eardrum through the 
through your skull, basically, rather than going into your ear. So what does that tell them? Does it tell them so what, what cards I, are dead? Yeah, no, what I would guess that is, is Justin or whoever else it is in the organisation that is his accomplice uh, would be sat watching the stream live and there is always a live version of any stream, not 20 minutes or 30 minutes delayed. There is always a live version for the graphics to be put on the screen. So it would start at that point, I would imagine, either one right. of the graphics guys or someone that sat constantly in that room or maybe even could be nothing to do with the... This is one other thought that I've thought and no one else seems to have brought up. What if someone has just put a hidden camera behind the graphics guys and they have nothing to do with it? He could have put a, he could have put a hidden camera in that little room where the graphics bit is done that points at the screen, right? And he mm-hmm. just sends it home, that feed to his wife and his wife's in the headset or something like that. That could be a thing. Um... I mean, it could be the, the the one the one question I have is obviously one of the biggest one of the biggest um, things that people have picked up on is the the phone in the lap part and how he always seems to like yeah. look at his phone. I actually, his lap. my instinct is that that's actually not linked. I think it's the head, the hat. Oh, really? Thing. Yeah, I actually think it's the hat thing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> mostly because he has made big river decisions without looking at his phone, but never without a hat. And as that, well, that's interesting. Yeah. As well, he if he's facing like a big river decision, he so his his defense in a lot of these spots where he makes this outrageous play and is somehow always right, okay, is that he has soul mm-hmm. reads on players. He's played a lot with them and he knows their tells and stuff like that, right? And he's like a live expert, okay? That's what he says. If you watch the stream back when he makes these huge river decisions, there's some of them where he doesn't even look at his opponent, right? He looks down at his phone, maybe, or maybe just down at his chips but he'll put his hand on his head and it kind of presses the hat into his head harder as if he's trying to listen to this bone plate thing better. Um, and it could be whoever is accomplishing <coughs> is saying they have this, go all in, or whatever. Uh, that's my that's hunch. Just... But here's, here's the problem I have, right? It's like, if I have 5-4 off and... I know the other two people in the hand have ace king. Yeah, you're just still gonna fold because it looks fishy as, right? <laughs> well, I'm gonna fold because, like, yeah, I have more equity to win the pot outright, but I don't have. I, I'm still behind. Well, yeah. In a way, right? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you, so, like you, I, you're, you're I, making I still, profit I, on I'm the money. Still though, unim- the I'm still unimproved. Yeah. It's just like it, it's it's one of those spots. It's like I remember I had this conversation recently <clears throat> in a hypothetical where what is if you know if you're in a three way hand and two people are all in, right? And you know they have the exact same hand, but you don't know what it is. Right? So they could both have pocket kings or they could both have ace queen suited or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? But you're behind that. All you know is they have the identical hand. What is the worst hand you're gonna call off your stack with? Well, it's definitely not four five like, off. <laughs> I mean, I mean, th- th- this was a hypothetical question I came up with like not that long ago because um, I ran into a similar spot online where both pe- people had aces and I was fairly short and like jammed with eights and uh, obviously got lucky in one. Nice. Um, but and that's why I was like, if I know both players have aces, like what's what's the worst hand I gotta end with? And then if I if if I know they both have the same hand, but like it could be anything. Um, what what is the worst hand? They're just like, 
five four off is just never a hand it's I'm going to connect with, even if I know they both have the same hand. Yeah, and you just so if I was cheating <clears throat> and I knew everyone's hand every hand, right? Why right. chase those narrow margins where yes, he makes a little bit of profit if he gets it in three ways with four five off against ace king twice, right? He's right. going to make a little bit of profit on that money. The money he puts in, he's going to get more back on average, okay? You don't mm-hmm. need to take those small edges. You can literally win every hand. Just fold the 4-5 <laughs> off and don't look so suspicious. You know what I mean? Because why is he getting in with... I mean, so this is going to bring me to another thing in a minute. Uh, but there was a Mike Matasau podcast where he actually interviewed Mike Postel. And he managed to get him on and talk. Uh, and his right. excuse for that hand was Chris Moneymaker was in the game that night. Chris Moneymaker won the World Series with 4-5 off. So that was his hand of the night that he was going to try and win a hand with. And that actually might be the now, reason. Of course, Money, Moneymaker had one of the Ace Kings, right? Yeah, I remember this. Now. Right, so this that actually might be the reason for that one. We might be able to just completely brush that one under the carpet. Fair enough. That actually might be the but reason. The, and he just doesn't but, care about losing that, three grand for a bit of banter. That's fine. But that is that is the problem with with this entire situation. For every hand, you can make up some reason why it played out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um... And this is why you need actual like in proof. isolation. Some of them might like some of the hands might be a bit out there and a bit of line, like whatever. But mm-hmm. like, come on, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> all added together, the fact he played like a mere mortal when the guy wasn't there, like it just all it's all too much. Um, and it's, then you see it's... some of the hands and they're so outrageous, and it's just like that you, you just couldn't do that unless yeah. you knew what hand they had. And this is the point I was going to make before: is if I was cheating. <clears throat> Obviously, I wouldn't, but if I was, yep. and I was, if I found myself in this situation, just be less greedy. Like, you have a free token I mean, to literally win, just print money, guaranteed, for the rest of your life on that stream, okay? Don't get greedy. Just literally play normal ranges pre-flop, and then never get a post-flop decision wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean that's, that's the most outrageous thing, though, that he's managed to get away with it for so long yeah. whilst being live-streamed. Yeah. Like, like I think it's because it's for everyone it's, to see and nobody. And he's been getting away with it, it for like two years, right? Something like that, yeah. So it's like it's insane. It's I think the, the I think that why that is is a combination of two things, right? So it's one this hiding in plain sight factor that like yeah, if you were cheating, you wouldn't do it on live stream, right? But mm-hmm. it's the only way you can cheat is on live stream because it's the RFID thing. You need that to be able to cheat. And I mean, not... you need that to cheat in that way. I mean, I've, yeah. I've, I've I mean, got, yeah. I got... mean, there is other ways to cheat, obviously, but that's the way you would do it for that, right? So, like, yeah. he, he has to be on live stream. The second thing, he's playing with people who he probably goes out for drinks with, which, by the way, makes this even more sick if he's stealing money from them. He's going, he's playing with yeah. people he goes out for drinks with, he's friends with, and socializes with, right? So then, for it to even be investigated in the first place, one person needs to be the first person to say like something if he's going on here and make the first accusation. And it ended up being um, uh, one of the commentators who no longer works for Stones that did it. And then as soon yeah. as people started looking I mean, into it that know about poker, they're like, a lot of these hands are outrageous. Then they found his winner rate and they're like, well, that's just impossible. Yeah. I mean, I mean, over over the last few days at, at the poker tables here in London, I mean, this this has obviously been dominating the uh, the table chat. Yeah. And it's actually amazing, like, how many how many different, like, cheating stories there are. There was one, one guy I was talking to who was saying, like, many men, like, I don't know how many years ago it was, but like at this point it was quite a few years. There was a guy who was basically multi-accounting online, and he would be in like Skype group, like Skype group chats with with his pals who were all like playing, 
and he would literally just like sit in the games of his friends whose cards he could see and just clear them out. What? He'd be on Skype with his friends, be able to see their table. Yeah, yeah. So, so they'd be like screen sharing, like the games they're playing. Right. Um, so all of them can and... see all of the cards on all the tables. So, so he and then he would just like sit there with a second account and just like take advantage of the fact he knew what other people had. Oh, right. Okay. Wow. Except these people are like his pals, like his poker wow. friends. Um. It's, Jesus. it's disgusting. And obviously the big one was last year's um I don't know if you ever heard about this. At the at the Alea in Glasgow there was a there was a fairly large cheating scandal as well. No, I didn't hear that. Um it. where this guy I think cleared out like three hundred K in like over over the course of a few years. Mm. Doing doing like there was no RFID involved, but it was basically I can't remember the the stakes were anything from like one two hold'em and PLO up to like five five, where he'd um he'd always sit in seat five. He'd have a fake phone which would like lie right in front of him, which right. basically could read the cards like the order of the deck because the deck like the cards in the deck had like barcodes on them, or something. Okay. And the only reason it worked was because the dealers were allowed to take their decks home, so the dealer would just like have this deck which was marked which was readable by this machine which just looked like a dealer i guess yeah so he was he was in cahoots with the dealer and then um the phone is actually quite funny you can look this up on youtube like the technology it's really weird how it works you can literally like set whether it's plo or omaha um plo or hold'em and then like say where the button is so like the machine knows um where the cards are being dealt to um so you, yeah you say which game where the button is and how many players there are and then it actually just like starts shouting at you in your like you also have like a head like a headphone in or something. It just looks like normal headphones connected to your phone, basically. Like it looks yeah. completely inconspicuous, but it basically just shout. Basically, just like in this in this computer device, it's just like player four, player four, player four, or something like that. And all it means is like player four will be dealt the winning hand. Oh, okay. Um. At, so player four will win the hand at showdown and. Once you know who's going to win at showdown, you should get them out. How can you lose? Yeah, <laughs> like you fold the losing hands and you like play the winning ones. It's like it's just printing money. Yeah, and again, he got caught because he got because he got too greedy, and eventually one of the regs picked up on it. Yeah, and um, probably when he started showing down like ridiculous preflop oh, yeah, hands yeah, but, when but, it was the best but hand. He was, but but he was like this this typical gambler type. So everyone like he would just yeah, gamble. Yeah. Every thought one thought he was just a lucky whale. Right. Um, but he just knew what was coming. Yeah. It's like in in those spots, it's just like sometimes you get it on the flop with like two back doors, and you know you're gonna win, but you don't yeah, know how, yeah. and that's the real sweat. It's like, am I gonna hit two clubs, or am I gonna <laughs> hit like, am I gonna hit the flop like the straight? Yeah. So exciting, right? Mm. Um, yeah. If you got too greedy, if there's one thing you don't want to do, is piss off Glaswegians. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Has he got kneecaps anymore or no? Um, I believe I believe he fled the country. Seems reasonable. Um, he's never been seen again, unsurprisingly. <laughs> Actually, um, wow. But I mean, all 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 the games. I mean, like, like legend has it he's somewhere in the Middle East right now, hiding. Because um, his his name is Egyptian Billy, although I think he's not actually Egyptian. I don't know. Right. Um. But yeah. 
I don't know. Oh, I mean, it just made the it just like tainted the the Scottish poker scene a bit. Made it made it made it quite sad. Yeah, and but, the, the um, problem this with this like, is it's it's this sorry? one's got so big, right? That it's tainting like the whole poker scene, like the world poker scene, and especially live streams, which I've recently been very much enjoying and wanting to do more of. And all of a sudden, it casts like shade over all of that. Anyone that loses on a live yeah. stream to a hero call or something are instantly suspicious like, now. It's like how how is it done? It's like is the RFID being intercepted, like yeah, before it reaches like the the readers? Is it is mean, is the screen uh, being like exactly and like how back, like before the delay? And the problem is um, with this conspiracy that just, stones are in on it, right? They're the ones doing the investigation I'm, into themselves, and if they're guilty and they know they're guilty, obviously they're gonna be like, yeah, we didn't. No, he's not cheating. We didn't find anything. But that, but that was the thing with the tweet. It's like everything fabricated, and then suddenly, like the entire poker yeah. world is just like, how could this possibly be fabricated? Yeah, like, they're like, oh no, stream. no, let's let's investigate again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, it's a joke. What's what's it's your gut absolute, saying? Like, it's an absolute. It, is is it like a whole top to bottom conspiracy with like all the staff involved and stuff? Because if so, that's literally disgusting. Like, if staff are involved, and and like are in cahoots with the, one of the players against all of the other players knowing that he's just going to take all their money and then they're going to split it or something like how gross is that if that's the case it's like truly horrible <laughs> yeah i mean like he needs to go to prison for a long time if that's the case <laughs> and everyone involved to be honest and it's really bad yeah like i had someone message me like I... I, when i was doing that q a when i was doing that marathon session on my instagram um mm-hmm. i had someone message me when i put up my two cents about this whole thing saying like oh yeah i think you should be banned from every casino in the world i was like that would be the lightest punishment possible for this he should go to jail for like 10 years this is fr- it's like fraud and theft like like if someone went yeah. he's, he's, he's mean... stolen if this is true 250k in a year right if someone went and stole 250k from a bank who has a lot more than 250k they would go to jail they wouldn't be banned from banks <laughs> and this is stolen from like recreational poker players who are like going on a weekend playing some two five with their friends for a laugh like it's yeah. worse i mean i was chatting to someone as well it's just like the problem is the people that have been scammed and the people playing these games is like they're never going to get their money back though because yeah. the some only people... way they can the only way they can get their money back is you'd have to prove in every single session that he was cheating yeah and you'd have to prove that you're cheating in every hand against you, pretty much, that you won money. Yeah. Like, you'd have to do it a session by session or, like you say, hand by hand yeah. basis. And that's just impossible. Yeah. And, and there'll be people who he plays with regularly who might have lost 20k to him. Yeah. And then, like I say, he'll just like, go out for a drink with them. And, that, and that's the thing. It's like, it's so telling as well that, what, what did you say, he won like 250k, right? That's, that's the and... estimated amount, yeah. Right, so it's like it's estimated he's won two hundred fifty k, but like again, he's playing two five. But then when and he one, plays three. like comps, when he plays tournaments, like look at his hand up. They're all like hundred pound, like hundred dollar, two hundred dollar tournaments. Yeah, so, like somebody with a win rate like that should probably back themselves at a higher level as well. Uh-huh. And like, sure, it's like he might not be a tournament player, but come on. So another part of his defense is he's just like the sickest player ever. And like on his Twitter, he was it's like, "It's easy. It's easy to be the sickest player ever." Um, when you're cheating, like, 
in the in a live stream. Oh god, it's just so tilting. Yeah, it's, it's like what I was um what I messaged you guys earlier. It was um yeah, I was I was watching one of the one of the videos on it, and it's like literally the commentators were saying, "quote Do you think the stream element or the stream adds an extra element to the game?" And I was just sitting there like shaking my head, being like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> He can see yeah, the cards. If you, can, if, you, if you can see the cards, I think that adds like a little bit, a little bit. Um, it's just outrageous, it's just, isn't it? It's it's outrageous. It I, really so is. I've I've started now watching the. I think Joey Ingram's got the best stuff on this. If you want to catch up with it, that's where you want to be watching the. Yeah, I mean, it's a I mean lot he's of stuff got he's what, put out already. five five videos he's, or something, yeah. which are he's all like out, four like, hours plus. <laughs> he's put out like twenty hours on this already. Like, he said his girlfriend <laughs> is like furious with him because like she's like, <laughs> he said on the stream last night. Um, someone had accused him of like get, using this for his benefit and like boosting his channel and stuff. And he's like, guys, yesterday I spent six hours on live stream looking at Mike Postle's face while my girlfriend was in bed in lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> she is not happy about this. <laughs> I'm not doing this for my benefit. I'm doing it for the good of the poor community because <laughs> no one else is doing it. <laughs> I mean, good, good, good on him. Good Honestly, on him. yeah. Like I've, I've got a lot of respect for how he's handled this whole thing. Um, anyway, and that brings me to yesterday, the most up to date on this I am. So I'm at the game yesterday at the table last night, and then I saw like a notification saying Joey Ingram is streaming, and it was the title was like Mike Possible talks, and I was like, well, I've got to watch this, obviously. Um, so I start watching it, I mean, and basically he'd been told that Mike Matasau was about to release uh, a podcast that he'd recorded with Mike Postle. Uh It's called Mouthpiece or whatever, uh, and Mike Matasau has obviously done this for getting promotion for his podcast. Um, which is smart business, I guess. And Mike Postle had done it because uh, I think Mike had, Mike Matasau had said, um, like, there's not going to be any judgment here. Uh, I'm just going to come. You can just talk and I'll just like leave you to talk. Right. Then. So, so Joey's listening to this podcast on stream. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And he gets like 10 minutes into it and he's like steaming with tilt. He's like, is this a joke? Because basically <laughs> Mike Matasau introduces Mike Postle. He says, right well this is a bit of a mess isn't it what's what like what's happened here um and then Mike Postle stays says some stuff and he's like right so I've I've watched about an hour of your streams um <laughs> at which point Joey can pause it and he's like this is the biggest interview in poker ever and you have watched an hour of his streams <laughs> <laughs> literally this is the most important interview that has ever happened in poker ever <laughs> pretty much it's huge and then and then like 10 minutes later again He's like, ah, oh, I've I've had a lot of pot today. <laughs> like, he's, like he's high. He's saying about he's like joking around about being high and stuff. And he's like, I mean, this that's is such like, disrespect. Like this guy might be innocent. Still, we we're not a hundred percent sure this guy might be innocent. He gets his one platform to like talk about it and tell his side of the story. And the interview is high. <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably the only reason he went on. He'd be like, Mike, Mike probably was like, oh, do you want to come on my podcast? And yeah. um, and he's like, oh yeah, possible, I need to like. And so, impossible. Was like, how how much have you seen? And he was like, oh, like an hour worth of stream. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, and he was like, yeah, I'll I'll come on under one condition. And Matt said, I was like, what? It's like you're stoned as fuck when we <laughs> when we do it. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. So then, so then Joey starts going on a rant on his stream, um, <laughs> like this is so disrespectful. This guy might be innocent, and you're high, and you've literally you're like completely uninformed. Like you don't know anything about it. So you can't even ask the right questions for this guy to answer. Like, 
Um, and he starts like going off on this rant, and I was like, I just totally agreed, right? And then it got like I was yeah. sat watching it, and it all it got so much better, right? Because then Mike Matasau is in the comments of Joey's video, <laughs> and he's like, "What the fuck are you talking smack for?" And then it starts like going off in the comments, right? And he's like, "How dare you? You don't understand. You don't know what's going on." And then and then Joey like puts his Skype in the chat, and he's like, "Come on then, <laughs> get on stream." <laughs> and then Mike gets on stream. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets him on Skype, right? And I'm like, ah! This is like six in the morning at UK time. Like, I'm so tired. I'm like, oh, I can't go to sleep. This is too good. <laughs> right? <laughs> so then Mike Matasau's face comes up, and he's like a proper, like, stereotypical old man. Like, he can't turn his mic on. He's, like, looking around <laughs> for the button <laughs> to, like, put his mic on. And Joey's like, it's, it's just down, it's down, it's down there. Just, just, it's down. <laughs> like, telling him what click the mic button right <laughs> then he finally gets his mic on and then he goes from like confused old man to like how dare you accuse me of being unprofessional <laughs> so good oh, I'm, I'm gonna have to see this now oh so my god it's so good yeah, it, it was right and then oh. so then like, it calms down a little bit um and then joy starts like asking him like calm professional questions and saying like okay like explain your side of it like what's happened with this podcast and stuff right and then mm-hmm. and then Mike Matasau's wife you can just hear screeching in the background like fuck you Joey Ingram you don't know anything <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good oh, man it's too good I know and then and then like Mike's just like shut up I'll get out the room and he like shouts at her like four times to shut up while he's talking to Joey <laughs> oh my god it's so good you need to watch it back Oh, yeah. Um, I definitely will. It's just oh, absolute memes. Um, yeah, it's just incredible. Incredible footage. And and honestly, this is like my favourite like thing that's happened in the Poker community ever already. And it hasn't even finished. I mean, I've never seen you this involved in like... No, I, that's what I mean. I usually just stay out of it. I don't really care. <laughs> I've just got so into it. <laughs> So good. I mean, I mean that now now that you're now that you're like a stream regular, you want you want the the streams to I be as head. clean as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to go down for life. Throw away the key. If, if it's if he's it's like allegedly, we, we, have the, we have the we have the markup police. Sam Clark is is like part of the poke like the the poker stream PD. Uh-huh. Damn right. No, but like genuinely though, Sergeant Sergeant Sam on the case. <laughs> I know I am getting properly into it, and then like I'm seeing things that like Joey Ingram hasn't even seen yet, and being like, "What about this?" And like I'm probably like, I feel like clue, like it's like Cluedo or something. But that's the thing; it's like once you know what you're looking for, it's just so blatant. Uh-huh. So I, I'm now fully until I see something else that's more glaringly obvious. I'm behind the hat theory. That's where I stand for now, because. Fair. Fair enough. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only thing he has all the time. Like, there's hands he plays like this god mode, right? But then his phone's just in his pocket or something. Like, his phone isn't always there. Yeah. It's not on his phone, I don't think. It's yeah, I think it's the hat. And then, especially, that's that's confirmed more by when he's, like, in a really tough one. He'll, like, oh, he'll be, like, oh, and then, like, rest his head on his hand on the table. And he's, like, pressing the hat into his head harder. It might be, like, he can't hear properly. <sighs> So I think that's what and then of course there was um there was the whole thing about um his his brother being in the comms booth basically bragging about how if there's any angles yeah. to be found Mike will find them. Yep, that's that's one. There's just I'm so just much like, stuff. Come on, man! Um, like, so, there's just so much. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, you, you say you were while I was like eating before this this podcast. You said um you were watching the Doug Polk one, right? 
Did you see yeah, to the end of that? I haven't finished it yet. Right, but... so I'm going to have to spoil that for you because for the benefit of listeners. But basically, his whole thing from that video, right, is there's a hand. So there's only a few big pots Mike has lost when he's been bluffing, right? And... Yeah, and those are the ones when people made ridiculous heroes. Yeah, like when someone calls him down, like wafer thin, like really light with a hand that they shouldn't be calling with by theory, mm. right? So this hand that he covers, um, Taylor Carroll, who's like a crusher, I believe, calls him down with jacks on like ace, ace, queen, something, something, right? It's like ace, ace, queen, six, ten or something. Yeah, and he calls him down with jacks, right? Yeah. And then, so the ending of that video, which is the most... It might be the most like compelling bit of evidence I've seen so far, okay? So he gets mm-hmm. to showdown. Um because so Mike goes all in on the river for like pot or bigger than pot, right? And then Taylor he jams one point eight into one no, it was two point three into one point one. Right. Or something so like that. Two X pot. It was okay? massive. Right. Yeah. So then Taylor's in the tank. And uh, Mike's obviously like pretty chill. He's like, ah, oh, he's obviously not calling here with jacks. And then mm-hmm. he calls with jacks, right? And then Mike um so, like, he sits forward when he hears call, right? Taylor slides his chips in, and and then he, like, waits for Mike to show his hand, as you would. Uh, Mike mm-hmm. shows his 2-7 off, which, by the way, is already suspicious. Like, why they're not playing the 2-7 game. So, already, that's like, come on. Um, and then, so, he, t- he shows his hand, right? And then Taylor throws over his hand, and he throws it in a way that, like, the, the two cards are together, spinning in the air, okay? Then they hit the table right. and spread, and you can see that it's jacks. Uh huh. So you slow it down. You watch the footage back, right? And Mike uh-huh. blows up like, "Oh my god!" As if you've called me with that hand, okay? But he does it before he can see that it's jacks. I mean, I've I've, I've not I've not seen that part yet, but holy shit! Like, like, come on! I'm I'm I'm, def- I'm definitely gonna watch it. Right. So basically, like, so yeah, he throws it. You can see he throws his cards. You can see that there's one jack because they're stuck together. And before uh-huh. th- they've even hit the table, Mike's hands are in the air like, "Oh my god, you've hero called me with that. I've been owned or whatever." Before it hits the table and spreads to two jacks. That's so dodgy, it, man. It could be ace jack. And that's not already uh. a hero call. So that's as close to evidence as we've got so far, I think. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, I don't think one. this will go away anytime soon. No, no, another one like... I saw that's close to evidence, right? I think he forgot that he's not supposed to, like, know what people have. He's, like, all in, right, with, like, bottom, right. With, like, bottom pair against a straight draw or something, right? No, no, that was it. He, he's, he's in with bottom pair. The other guy had gone in pre, with, gone all in pre with, like, a short stack. And um, he's got, like, very, very little equity. He needs, like, backdoors or something. He, right. needs like, he needs like runner runner for a straight and it, uh, on the flop the other guy folds that's in the hand so it's just him and the guy that was all in pre for a short stack or something right and right. so the other guy folds and he's like you can't win he says that to the other guy you hear him on the flop right then the turn <laughs> is one of the cards he needs for the backdoor straight and he's like oh shit and then the river is like a brick and he's like oh you had me scared there and then the guy turns over his hand and he's and he's not supposed to have known that this guy had a straight draw on the turn. <laughs> like he was all in pre, his cards haven't been turned over, and it's like he knows exactly what's going on in his equity, and he's not supposed to. So it's just, there's just too I many don't know. things. I've, I've, I feel like right now, um, as, as things stand, I am like 85% convinced 
and like all the like not no like there is no that's the thing there is no counter evidence yeah like, no one no one's bringing up any any points where they're like oh no he's like what about this hand though and it's like his defense are like hands where he calls people on like a river incorrectly yeah. in like a 40 or 50 dollar pot yeah and i'm like which, which is what is you would do evidence yeah or or when people call him on the river really light and he loses a big pot and it's like yeah because they're supposed to fold that hand it's just it's just so bad but it's like i actually like, like i'm not said, i'm like, not 85 or 90 percent. i'm 100 percent sure he's cheating it's just whether it's going to be able to be proved like all all I'm, of it together I'm, the, the I'm results just... the like the results themselves are enough it was something like someone worked out the maths right say he's mm-hmm. an absolute sicko say he's the sickest player that's ever existed he wins 40 big blinds per 100 right like an mm-hmm. absolute unbelievable crusher if he has that win rate which i don't think anyone's ever had a 40 big blind win rate right um <laughs> Even if he has that win rate, the chances of him winning 250,000 the way he has, like the amount of big blinds that he's won in the time frame he has, he would have to be running so good that the odds are the same as winning the Powerball lottery 11 weeks in a row. <laughs> like, that's enough. That's it. You don't even need anything else. That's enough. That's him cheating. <laughs> like, you don't need any other evidence. That's insane. And that's, and that's just the start. <laughs> That's just the start no, point. Man. And then there's all the evidence about, like, if you actually look at the hands. <laughs> <laughs> and know anything about poker. Like, the only people arguing for him are, like, his friends that aren't poker friends. They're just like, oh, no, he's just the best. He's just sick. He tells us all the time how sick he is. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just curious, because, like, you, you obviously know a lot more about this than I do. Um, it, was, it was, what was his name, like, Veronica or something, the person who, yeah. who accused him of cheating right mm-hmm. she I, i'm just curious how she went about accusing him because if she's saying like um he's cheating did you say just i think he's cheating or is she saying i think he's cheating for these and these and these reasons and if she has got like reasons for it, how has nobody else ever picked up on those for instance like other members of the commentary team right. um which yeah. like if they haven't like how how does that not also like like make the commentary her. team suspicious in any way right so two parts of it so I, I think as far as i'm aware she just said his play is suspicious when she left stones like she, when she didn't work for them anymore she was like i think there's something a bit iffy about mike postle's play style and that was pretty much it she didn't like fully accuse okay so, as, so as far as like i know full accusation I okay. don't think so. I haven't actually seen the right. original thing that got it all started. But um, right. I also saw on Bart Hansen's and Taylor Carroll's uh, Instagram pages. So Bart Hansen put on a story about all of this. And mm-hmm. from the session where Taylor called with the Jacks on that ASAS Queen board, right? He called him down. Yeah, called Bart the was X. That, right? Yeah, so them, them two are friends. Bart and Taylor are friends, okay? They were okay. on that stream together. And afterwards... Bart was like, how did you call with Jack's there to Taylor? They have, and he shared the screenshots of the text conversation from like a year ago or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. Taylor was like, don't spread it or whatever, but I think he's cheating. And I thought, if someone's cheating, the only way to beat them is call with a hand he doesn't expect you to call with. So I called just wow. to see. <laughs> wow. Okay. And, and he had two seven off. <laughs> 
fuck, man. Yeah. Because that's what Jesus you would do, right? Christ. If you were suspicious and you had, like, if he's, uh, like, Taylor Carroll is, like, a, he plays, like, high stakes, so I think those stakes were low to him, right? Like, it, so mm-hmm. the money, like, the two grand or whatever doesn't matter that much to him. If he's suspicious and he was, like, if I call her and he has this queen, I'm like, okay, whatever. But, like, he was, like, I think he's cheating. So I'm going to call with a hand up. He expects me to fold. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the thing I've noticed though. It's like, it, if if it was like, if he made these like random plays where they like, always with seven deuce, it's like fair enough. It's like banter or yeah. whatever. It's like seven deuce, haha. Yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah. it's seven deuce. It's nine five. It's five four off. It's yeah. Like it's just it's five just. Do you know what it is off. as well? It's just it's when it's he's in position. He'll just play. He'll just play any two when he's in position, and someone hasn't got aces or something. Yeah. But then there's it's also like, been times. Any random two cards. It's like yeah. clearly. It's because I mean, he can just get it to the like river. It looks like there's no system to it. There is a system, right? He'll just play any cards. He'll get to further in the hand and find a spot where no one can call on a flop or a turn or a river and he'll bet. Or he'll just get to the river as cheaply as possible. And if he has the winning hand value bet, and if he doesn't and he can bluff, he'll bluff. Otherwise, he'll just check and give up. That's the system. He just gets to the river because that's where he can make the most money and then does the best, like the perfect thing. And it's like so obvious. Like if that's what I was saying before, like if I was cheating, I would just play normal ranges, maybe be a little bit looser. Yeah. Like open King 10 off under the gun or something like that, that much looser, like not all a great deal. Um, mm-hmm. Cause then it doesn't look suspicious. You're just like a normal player that looks like a winning player. Cause you're playing ranges and tight and aggressive. Right. And then just don't, make mistakes like call when people are bluffing and he just looks like you're a sicko that makes soul reads and fold when you don't have the best hand and just and and by the way when you get coolered and you have eights against tens and you both have a full house just get stacked <laughs> just get stacked and win it back I later mean, that's <laughs> so bad i have i have um one more question in terms of you i mean if, if that's a play style just like play any random two in possession and then just like force people out of pots when they can't call right yeah um if that's the the place down you said the one session where whatever his name was um wasn't there yeah and it was completely like his place i was completely different from every other session yeah how did it differ so i I haven't uh, watched it but what i've heard is he just played like a normal player (laughs) like he just (laughs) well he just played normal ranges yeah like what what you'd expect a winning player to play like (laughs) baffling yeah, it's just that. absolutely. You'd think point. he would just not play on the stream, but it might—he might have thought it looked too suspicious. He thought the guy was going to be there or whatever. Then it turns out he's not. If he's then like, nah, I'm not playing. So he just played, but then didn't know what to do. So he just played normally. That's, I mean, that's this is like. this is this is so bad for that like casino as well. Like, holy, shit. could get shut down. Like, because at some point, right. Put, this is like an investigation into like fraud, basically, right? So yeah, or like money. What's the th- and like there's no there's no real way it can have been done without yeah someone's the involved help of but someone, it, but it could have been yeah. not from the casino. Like I said, there's there's slight ways like if he had a camera in there that was getting beamed back to his house or something like that that someone else isn't involved. Yeah, but, but like he still has to get the camera in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It might just be, yeah, and then like, it's, I, it's a like, little bit their fault for not having, like, that room secure or something like that, but... Like, but, yeah, there's either way. absolutely no way the casino isn't at fault in some yeah. way. And, and then they, but they... Obviously, there's, like, different levels of it. 
Uh-huh. And, but they think them doing the investigation, which will have been maybe interviewing a few of the staff and watching the streams a bit, they think that's good enough to be like, oh, yeah, he's not cheating. Like, no. that like that, I imagine it's going to go to like, the FBI or something. <laughs> I mean, if um, I'm, I'm just looking at their um, their Twitter again, and they've put out some like some sort of statement again, which I'm, I'm happy to share here. Mm-hmm. So um, it basically says, Stone's gambling is committed to the integrity of our games. We have been alarmed by allegations of unfair play occurring during the streamed broadcasts of our Stone's live games and have acted quickly to investigate. Yesterday, we temporarily halted all broadcasts from Stone's. We have also, as a result, halted the use of RFID playing cards. We have taken steps... We have taken these steps proactively while we conduct a multifaceted and thorough investigation into every element of these games. To that end, we are today announcing the creation of an independent investigation. The team will be led by Michael Lippman, a former assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of California and chief of that office's fraud unit. He oh. is assembling other members who will be announced in due course. <clears throat> Stones intends to conduct this investigation and share outcomes with transparency. We will provide updates as appropriate. Google that so guy, it sounds... by the way, before you carry on. Go- Google the guy. The guy that's leading the investigation, Google him. Michael Lippman. Why, do you, do, you, do you know something about him that I don't? Yep. Affiliate with Stones Live Gambling Hall. He's like worked with uh... him in the past and stuff. Oh, really, have they? Yeah, like he's like closely linked with Stones. So, like, oh, dear. Oh, dear, indeed. <laughs> like, he is, the, he is the kind of, like, that's what they need, like an independent, but he's not independent. So they're making it sound like... It's like a proper independent yeah. investigation, but he could just uh, be under the thumb. And again, that, that just makes it look even more shady on their yeah. part, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to feel like so it could like, just be oh, a big conspiracy God. and there's like a lot of people involved. Like that would be the worst case scenario if somehow like the cadre manager and like a few other staff are involved and they're all trying to keep it hush-hush now and brush it under the carpet and wait for it to go away. That's like the worst case scenario. It's upsetting because I remember like not that long ago, maybe like within the last month or something, I was chatting to someone who was saying that Stones was like one of their favorite live streams to watch. Yeah, I, I've um, I've watched it before. It's, it is. It's a really good one. They make it entertaining. They have like they have like memes and stuff they put on the screen. It's fun. But yeah, <clears throat> I mean, like I've, I've I've watched a couple of it, and so it's like I'd rather watch something like Stones, which is maybe a bit lower stakes, but a bit more banter than something like the massive games at Live at the Bike or something. Yeah, yeah, it is fun. But it's like holy shit, this is bad. Yeah. And these are the kind of games that I will be playing in. These live streams are all going to be like one, three, two, five, kind of like this. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it does it does make you think a little bit suspicious. You mean you mean in 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 Bucharest or just in general? Well, yeah, in every, the future, that's what you're. Every that's what every stream for. I'll be playing in the future for the foreseeable future will be one, three, and two, five, and stuff. So it won't be like the nosebleeds. It'll be no, this kind but of I mean, in terms of, in terms of like the live stream games, are you are you just is that what you're aspiring to become, like a live stream reg? I mean. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I mean, generally, if you're going to play like something like 5.10, a 5.10 live stream is going to be a lot softer than a 5.10 game. Because people want to go and get on I mean, stream. It be. Mainly because the streams, like, many pros don't like streams. Yeah, because so. they're giving away free information. and But then exactly. for the recreational players, whereas, it's like whereas, fun. Whereas, of course, Sam, you're, you're so bad. It's like, what information could you possibly give? I'm so good. 
that even with the information, <laughs> they're still in dire straits. <laughs> um, oh, before I forget, like we we tangent. Um, before you went to Bratislava, you um, you came for a wee session here with me in London. I did. Um, oh yeah, how have I... we not talked about this? <laughs> where I um, witnessed one of the funniest hands of all time. Which hand are you referring to? <laughs> oh, right, yeah, um, no, yeah, of course. I, I may yeah. be referring to the first time you got dealt ace in your session. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I got dealt ace, ace. Very good hand. <laughs> good. Good start, yeah. So, some say the best. <laughs> I would argue the best. Um, <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly how the action went down. I believe... Yeah, yeah I remember now. Guy I'm under the gun. You You're in the big one. over a little. Yeah, yeah, you're in the big blind. An old man limps under the gun. Uh, I raise to, like, 10x or something ridiculous. Um, everyone else falls. I think the small blind, you and the guy call. Is that right? I honestly don't remember if I was in the hand or not. I think, you were, for I think you were for the flop. I think it was... So, four ways, and I'm somehow in position, and I was, like, under the gun plus two. I think it was small blind, mm-hmm. you in the big blind, this guy under the gun, and then me. Right. Um, so, I have aces. The flop's, like, queen... Nine, four, or five, rainbow. So I was like, that's a good flop. I like that. Good. <laughs> yeah, and it checks back to me. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. Old man leads out for 15. I raise to 40. And then that gets out the small blind in the big blind, which includes you. Uh, the guy calls. The turn is like a, another brick. It's like a two, like literally like the perfect run out. Um, and he bets 25. <laughs> into now a much bigger pot uh, and he has like 120 behind so I put him all in uh, he snaps and goes you're probably winning uh, and then the, I was like okay nice <laughs> I probably am winning then because I've got aces um, and then there was a queen and I'm like not anymore right and he's like no I have queen jack <laughs> <laughs> oh and I was so like, beautiful sound <laughs> oh, was, nice hands so funny to watch it was so funny to watch I feel like I handled that one well I just said nice hand right <laughs> You did, and then he left the table shortly after. And by shortly after, we mean like a minute later. <laughs> he racked up and left, of course. Ah, this is my life. This is the career path I've chosen. <laughs> I mean, you're just you're just like helping out old men with their pensions, man. It's not. Yeah. It's like it's a noble affair. Thank you. Um, and then so that wasn't the end of the shambles of that day. Then. Um, it was raining pretty heavily outside and the Empire Casino in London decided to let all of that rain into the casino um, in the form, I forgot about that. Yeah. In the form of a river through the, <laughs> through the casino. Um, and I'm not exaggerating here. It was probably about one to two feet deep of water, but not in the bit we were playing in. So we just carried on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, for everyone who's, who's never been to the Empire, so the poker room, like you go downstairs to go to the poker room and then like a little bit further down, there's some steps to like a bar and there's some slots in there as well. Um, yeah. And this entire bar area, there must have been some sort of like burst pipe because this entire bar area was just like a swimming pool, effectively. Yeah. Um, but yeah, since since we were slightly elevated, uh, we just got to continue playing with, <laughs> with, the, with the sound of rushing water uh, not, not too far away. It was, yeah. was kind of nice, but it also kind of terrifying. Yeah. Um, I, I I did keep an eye on it out the corner of my eye in case I needed to make a swift exit, but it was yeah, definitely yeah, one sure of the you more have, eventful. You have a rack nearby and you're sorted. Yeah, one of the more eventful cash game sessions I've played. Um, 
and it was just while waiting for my flight, basically. <laughs> um, I and mean, then, you you won in that session, I whereas did. I ended up like storming off because I ran kings into aces for like yeah. the fourth time in one week. Yeah, you were you were having a very good session. I was having a very bad session, uh, and then <laughs> I managed to turn it around and end up booking like a, I think it was like three or four hundred win, and you got stacked kings against aces, and <laughs> in the most literal sense of the word, rage quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's like I, I can I can deal with kings versus aces. I can't deal with it four times in one week. Just... <laughs> I have one more hand history for you. Um, so yes, it's it was one of the most baffling hands I've ever witnessed, and um, like I I was only like marginally involved. So okay. um, it's just it's incredible. I, this this was a few days ago. Uh, this was like early in the morning. Um, it was like six, six, half six in the morning, um, towards the end of the session. The prime I moved to a table with a whale who loved making it massive pre, but was actually fairly, fairly solid post flop. Um, but basically, in any unopened pot, he would make it like 25, 30, just something like that. Um, yeah. Which meant I, I basically just like limped 100% of my range and then like just tried to, tried to make something post. Um, so yeah. basically. The hand starts with me limping a seven of spades under the gun, because it was the kind of like player where if I hit a flush, he'll try to rep it one hundred percent. Like he always okay. like repping big hands. Okay. Then folded to like aggression later, but he'd like blow the pots himself. Right. So I was like, okay, send. So I limp a seven under the gun, of spades. Middle position, who's like a tightish player, overcalls, and the whale makes it twenty. Yeah. As expected, right? Mm-hmm. You there? Yeah, yeah. Sound. Um, the the like the guy in the middle who who'd called was like a bit a bit nitty, and he he's he's clearly so excited because he called before I could even acted. Like he called <laughs> right. the twenty out of turn. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll call. Yeah, I'll so call you're, you're thinking like I need to make two pair or trips or a flush here. I'm guessing. Yeah, but but I'm like, yeah, I'm. I mean, it's probably not great, but I was like, whatever. I was tired. I, I wanted to like make a hand and win a big pot. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying I played it particularly well, but my my involvement in this hand is very very uh, marginal. Anyway, the yeah. flop is Ace Queen Nine Rainbow. Right. Okay. Any spades? Uh, no spades. So I only have like a shitty top pair, effectively. Yeah. Um, and I check. The guy in middle position now leads out for 10 into like 65. Right. Um, the whale now makes it 45. Uh-huh. Uh, I fold. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm the just other, fold if I'm you there. The other guy calls. Right? Yeah. So ace, queen, nine, rainbow, 10, raised to 45, and a call by the guy in middle position. Yeah. I'm now out the hand. And this is where it gets like hilariously <laughs> exciting. Okay. For the turn is a jack completing the rainbow. GAC. Right? Yeah. So ace queen nine jack. Yeah. The guy in middle position now checks. The whale bets one hundred. Right. The guy in MP raises to two hundred <laughs> and the whale calls. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> it gets better. Right. <laughs> because the river is another jack. Yeah. So it's ace queen nine jack jack. Uh huh. <laughs> the guy in middle position now bets fifty five. 
Okay. Into a, into a pot that's like five fifty at this point, if not more. I I would just like to say that this looks like uh, a bet that's trying to induce a raise because the the other guy is not gonna want to fold to fifty five. He he might have a hand that wants that can just call like and just an ace. He's just gonna call, but then a lot of the time he's just gonna just make something a bluff here. I think that would be my read on that bet. But go on. Well, the whale makes it two hundred. Right. Yeah. So if he was trying to induce a raise, it worked. Yeah. Um, and as the whale puts in 200, the guy in middle position snap jams for like 550. He just has aces, doesn't he? That's what he has. <laughs> I don't know what the whale has, but that guy has aces. <laughs> I just, I just like to point out like the exact hand history, right? Just, just in terms of like actions, it went call, raise, call, pre. Then yeah. it went bet, raise, call. Then it went check, bet, raise, call. And then yeah. I went, bet, raise, raise. Yeah. It's just like, the betting lead changed in absolutely every street. <laughs> They're all just clicking <laughs> buttons back, like just clicking it back to each other all over the place. That is 100% what happened. It was just like, literally just like, this size looks good, click. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Like, none of this made sense. And the whale tanks for like, an eternity. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody called the clock, to be honest. But to be that fair, one. he was okay. rather entertaining. And I was like... <laughs> yeah, you're having a good time. He, he, and, and it was like six in the morning. I was like, I can't, I can't be bothered. Like, I'm probably going to leave soon anyway. I don't need that many more hands in. Yeah. Um, and the whale ends up folding ace-queen face-up. Which is what, two, top two, right? On ace-queen-nine-jack-jack. Right, okay. And I mean, I think, like, I think that's a good fold. <laughs> And then the guy, the guy in middle position, like you can pick a card, oh, and the whale picks a card. Don't Guess just be like a four. Don't just be like a four. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually a nine. Oh, um, okay. So the guy clearly just has nice. pocket nines. Yeah. Like there is literally no other hand that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah. As well, I've um, noticed. I, I don't know if you've noticed this, right? So there's a few different ways that people can show their hand, right? So sometimes. They will go on. Pick the one they show you, in which case, I think it tends to be more like they're trying to make it look like a bluff, but they had they had it, or like mm -hmm. something along those lines. Or they show you both if they want to show you that if they're actually wanting to show you that they were bluffing, they'll show you both. And if they let you pick one, either they're both the same, so it doesn't matter. Right. But they want you to think something, or or like. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because I have I have um. Like I'm, I'm such a degenerate, right? Yeah. That I sometimes, when I'm like pick one, there's usually one I want them to see, and there's one I don't want them to see. But I let them pick anyway because nice. just for the sweat, fun. just for the sweat. Yeah, exactly. I get, I get a little sweat as well. And then sometimes they pick the one I want them to see, and sometimes they don't. I'm just like, <laughs> that was hilarious. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Um, could he have? He could have Jack Nine as well, maybe. I don't know. No, no wait. Because he, wait, he, did he check raise the flop? No, he bet small, tiny. Wait. Nah, he doesn't have Jack Nine. It's just nines. I mean, I don't know what else it could possibly be. Yeah, it went ten forty five call. On yeah, the flop. and then he check min raise the. T yeah, it just looks like nines. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just always nines there. Um. Oh, and, uh, and another thing that I've I've been doing here, which is which is quite funny, um, is. Because I'm obviously like fairly new to the player pool, 
Yeah. I, I'm trying to make myself look so much worse than I am. So every time I'm on like a table with a reg, yeah. like a, a good reg, I like try to come out with like random little phrases <laughs> that are like so typical for fish. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, so sometimes I'd be like, I'd, I'd never put my money in with Ace King. Oh, or, yes. Or or I'd, or I'd say something like, um, oh, what was what was it the other day? It's like, um, this is so oh, I can't remember. But it's like, but it's like, you, you know the type of phrases that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got a prime example of Go something on. fish do that like you'd never see a reg do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-flop action happens. They folded pre. Uh, 10, 7, 4. Oh, man, I folded 7, 4 suited. And like, you'll see like, I mean, you'll see like someone will get stacked for like a lot of money and it'll be like aces against a set or something like that. And you'll be like, well, you're lucky I didn't play that hand because I would have flopped Oh, did you, did you see him? <laughs> do, 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 you, do you follow Spraggy on Instagram? Uh, yeah. Where he yeah, says about that you... and it's like, the mo- that's, that shows the most um, about human nature, like how self-obsessed people are. Like yeah, that. no, no, it was, it was, it was basically talking about the same thing. It's like, oh, can you believe I folded seven three when the board was like ten seven three, <laughs> king three or something? Yeah. And then his response, because like he's playing Lex Live right now. Yeah, and, yeah, I think I did London. see this actually. And 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 his response was like, <laughs> was something like, we we managed to like land people on the moon like seven or like fifty years ago. I think your fold isn't completely out of this world or something <laughs> like that. It was just so good. <laughs> oh my god yeah uh, just stuff like that yeah so you've been you've been throwing them in the mix have you to try and oh, throw oh, them off the scent of a reg to, just trying to throw them off the scent yeah nice um, I mean the cat's out of the bag and, completely uh, for me I literally have a YouTube channel <laughs> that everyone now knows about <laughs> it's too late for I me I mean that's probably the next thing just like openly watching poker vlogs at the poker table and yeah. I'm claiming I'm doing it to make myself better at poker uh, <laughs> Well, if you're gonna do that, can you at least can it be mine, not Brad Owens, <laughs> so I can get some free promo? Thanks. <laughs> T- tell you what, Sam, if I want like tips on how to bubble tournaments, I'll. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it's too soon. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm 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 sorry. It's I, too I, I soon. It's too real. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you didn't. But like. Another classic question is, Sam, like, how much did you lose that tournament? Oh, I mean, actually none, but shut up. Exactly. <laughs> I lost about Sorry. three grand of equity on one river card. <laughs> uh, why is it just... Oh, why is it just not anything but a dead? Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you should get one of those, like, Mario Balotelli, Why Always Me t-shirts. <laughs> If I actually play a tournament again, I'm gonna. Oh my god, that, that would have been so good. It's like you bubble and then you just like pull your shirt. Oh, I just lift like up the thing, like why always me on stream. That would have been so good. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. That would be so good. I mean, what, what I also noticed, right, on stream, is you got your, um, you got like your, your hoodie with all your branding on it, and then every time you got on stream, you just took it off. Right, so the first day, it hadn't arrived in time. <laughs> And then the second right. day, I was like, right, I've got it. I wore it all the time when I was playing off stream, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had a break, and it was like, right, we're coming back for stream after this break. You're on the feature table. I was like, nice. And then, inexplicably, 
the room just raised by like 15 degrees Celsius. So I got to the feature table. It might be like the lights, I guess. I got to the feature the table. The lights are super hot, yeah. I sat down and within one, literally one hand of the stream starting, I was like sweating buckets. I was like, well, the hoodie's coming off. <laughs> <laughs> and then it went on the back of my chair and that was that. And that was uh, 30 quid well spent. All right, let's wrap it up there. That is now an hour and a half. Sound. I hope, I mean, yeah. I hope I hope Geeks will be back next time. Um, I'm sure he will. That that said, if if like we get higher ratings or more more listens, uh, yeah, we can just bin him for off. this one than for past ones. He he might just never return because he's dragging <laughs> us down. Yeah, he can't uh, carry a lead weight around with us. <laughs> that's true. That said, next next podcast he should he should be back in the UK. So mm. so hopefully um, we'll be able to. To have better like connections, microphones. Maybe yeah. maybe he and I can can like meet up and and do it in the same place. So cool. so we maybe all less have potato like, quality audio, bit higher quality audio indeed. Um, but yeah, awesome. It's it's been nice. It's been nice uh, chatting to you without being interrupted by a potato. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks thanks for listening, everyone. Until right. until next time. Until next time, when there's more drama in the poor community for me to investigate. Exactly. He knows if he flops a set, it could be a big payoff. I don't do handshakes, people. <laughs>